how to involve your plumbers and your techs in sales and marketing. We need to come in and show them why we charge what we charge. Why are we as valuable as we are? By the way, I told you I was going to give you five-star service today and ask you to stop me if anywhere along the way you felt like I wasn't and you didn't. So I'm assuming you're very happy. Now I'm going to ask for that five-star review. Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the Plumbing and HVAC Hustle Podcast. It was just the HVAC Hustle Podcast, and I realized, you know... Plumbing and HVAC is often together, Roger, and you got to tell me why I need to be, I need to have more plumbers. It's funny, we actually have more plumbers than HVAC companies right now, but that's neither here nor there. We're talking about how to involve your plumbers and your techs in sales and marketing with Roger Wakefield. How you doing today, brother? Tim, I'm doing great. How are you, sir? Doing very well. And um, the plumbing company that you come from is... I, well, I'm currently at Rescue Air and Plumbing, but remember, okay. I started Texas Green Plumbing about eight years ago, sold okay. it to Rescue Air, so now there's Rescue Air and Plumbing. Awesome, and you guys are at $27 million? We're at 27 now. That's what we're projecting this year. I don't know that we're quite going to hit that, but two years ago, we were at 10 so we're not we're doing too bad. You've been along for the ride, and you've been helping uh, from 10 to 27 You guys were 10 when you sold it to them. Um, but we're talking about this, how, how to involve plumbers and techs and sales and marketing. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you do believe that it's appropriate to some degree to involve them, whereas some companies may not. You know, it's a great question, Tim, because I think that you have to, whether it's a plumbing technician or an HVAC tech. Now, just a surprise note for you, I'm also a certified HVAC technician, oh. so I completely understand it. I just don't do it. That's what the, the last guest on my podcast said. He believes you should keep them busy with HVAC when it's uh, slow plumbing and plumbing when it's slow HVAC. And like I put that on social media and there's a lot of people that were like, they did disagree. Which oh, everybody disagrees. But remember, at the time I was a master plumber, I knew one day I was going to open my own company. And I thought, well, one day I want to branch off into HVAC. So I'm going to go ahead and get my certification. So mm. I got my certification. I didn't get my TACLA license, so I can't get anything inspected or anything like that. But like I said, I ended up selling it to an HVAC company so we can do both. But you but, take a peek every once in a while at that stuff. Well, right? yeah, I get to see it and, yeah, and I've been, I've, you look at it. You bet. So I've attended, yeah. I've attended a lot of the meetings. So yeah. I see what they're doing, but let's go back to your original question. Do you yeah. need to get your technicians involved in the sales and marketing? And, and I think you do. And I don't like to call it sales. I like to call it options. Meaning when I walk into somebody's house, if they've got a problem, I want to do two things. Number one, I want to give them options. But number two, I want to inspect their whole house because I need to see, do they have any other problems that maybe they don't know about that they should be made aware of? So my options may be if they're wanting to get a, re get a toilet replaced, yes, we can replace your flapper. Hey, we could also do a minor rebuild, which would rebuild all the insides to where this toilet acts like it was brand new the day it was made. Or number three, we install a whole new toilet that's going to be ultra high efficiency that's going to help save you money every time you flush it. Now, there's three options. It's a Band-Aid, it's a repair, and it's a great replacement option. Mm. Nothing wrong with that. I'm, yeah. I'm, whoa, 
I just hit my screen. Sorry about that. Throwing stuff over here, bro. I I, I know. I, I just I knocked my my little Yeti over, and, and it moved things around. But but here's the thing: you want to give them options. Yeah. They may not want just a flapper replaced. They may want the entire toilet replaced. Like, wow, I, I can actually save money in the long run by replacing this with a low flow unit. Now, something I see that's crazy. Sometimes you get these smaller. Um, plumbing companies that get acquired like yours did and you get plumbers that have gotten the they kind of that have to get moved into this like growth mode company that's like and they get scared of thinking of it as sales or anything like that and i get that we're saying it's options but at a certain end of the day it does increase your revenue right like if you're a plumbing company owner if you get really good about giving good options, it will increase revenue. That's why these private equity firms, that's why these roll-ups, that's why these companies are training their people on sales. What would you say to the plumber or technician that's scared of being a little bit more um, option-oriented in the home? Well, and there's, there's nothing wrong with giving people options. Yeah. You may think that by by just installing a, a three dollar flapper, you're saving them money. But you know, if this old toilet is using three times as much water as it should, you can actually save them more money in the long run by providing them with a new one. Mm. So giving them options is great. Yeah. And then back to inspecting the whole house, Tim. If you call me out to fix your running toilet. And I look at it and you say, look, all I do want is the flapper. That's fine. We can do that. We can do the Band-Aid repair. And I tell you when I do the Band-Aid, look, you're liable to have to repair it again in a month or six months or, or, or a year. I don't know how long it's going to last. But, oh, gee, Tim, by the way, while I was doing the inspection of your whole house, I walked up in your attic. That's where your water heater is. And you've got a 12-year-old water heater, and it's only got a six-year warranty. If I were you, I would looking at I would look at changing that hmm. prior to it rupturing above your ceiling, because when that happens, it's going to flood and your ceiling is going to be in your floor. Mm-hmm. And I had the same conversation with a lady who owned a roofing company who called me out to look at turning another bedroom into a closet and moving her laundry room. Mm-hmm. So I went out and looked at all this, looked at the water heater. And when I told her all this and gave her pricing, I said, Hey, by the way, you got two water heaters right above your, beautiful vaulted ceiling. Mm. You may want to get those changed before you worry about any of this other stuff. She said, no, no, no. I'm getting my closet first. Yeah. She called me the next week. Tim said, I wish I'd have listened to you. One of the water heaters ruptured. She was out of her house for eight months. Oh my God. Not a good thing. That's crazy too. Like what you just did there is a story. And if you could, if you could prime your technicians and your plumbers to tell stories, and like really just share experiences. And I'm, sh- I'm sure many are doing this out there, but that's another way of doing sales in the home where it's just giving people options, but it, options and stories is another way to involve your people in this, right? Sto- like tell, talk about stories. I think that that's just a, like, that's a awesome way to sell without selling kind of. Well, you know, if you think about what we do on social media every day, Tim, we're just telling stories. We are communicating with people through our stories, through real things that we've seen in our lifetime. And now they can hear it and they're like, wow, you know what? I don't want that to happen to me. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool.
and consequences, right? Like as you're talking, so we've got options, we've got stories and consequences that we've seen for real from people not doing this. Um, and then I just want to throw this in here. I think that I see this all the time. Technicians, plumbers will, and, and, I, and I've also been involved with a lot of roofing stuff, sales folks that they are shopping. They're like acting like it's their money and they wouldn't do this. So they don't feel, they don't sell, they don't really give the option because they wouldn't purchase it. And I think that that's presumptive because some homeowners, like I would like a new toilet. Um, and I, I don't like the way mine, it's not very comfy and it's tiny and like things like that. I would like a better toilet um, in my uh, bedroom, bathroom or whatever. And so if somebody came in there and presumed, that I wouldn't because maybe my house doesn't look as nice or something like that. Mm -hmm. You're shopping with somebody else's money. You're, sh you're presuming for them that they can't afford this or wouldn't want to afford this. And I think it's just a reminder to give the option. Even it's kind of rude to not give options. It's you know really I mean? funny. I, I spoke on a panel for PHCC West. Uh, I was out at Lake Tahoe last year. And I'm on a panel next to a guy, and I'm telling this exact same thing, talking about this, because this is big in, in, in plumbing, HVAC, roofing, electrical, any trade. Give people better options. Always offer it. And I'm talking about this, and then it goes to the next guy on the panel, and he says, look, I'm, I, I don't know Roger. <laughs> never, never met him before. Uh, just found out he's on YouTube, learned all this stuff. But he just talked about options. He says, I'll tell you right now. People make a mistake when they come in my house and don't give me options because I always go to the top line. That's what I want. I want the best. Yeah. Doesn't matter what it costs. I want the very best, whatever it is. And he says, if you walk into my house and don't give me that option, you left money on the table. Now, how big is that? Yeah. And if you don't give them options, let's say they did get two quotes. <laughs> yeah. And that person did. How do you look with no top line option? Mm-hmm. And, so and we're go. up against that every day because most companies don't, Tim. Most companies just say, here's your problem. Here's how much it is to fix it. And they walk out the door. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay. So let's talk about the marketing side. Um, what can owners do to involve their plumbers and techs in marketing? What's the best way to do that? Well, I think you've got to get them involved. Whenever we send our technicians out, and whenever I used to send mine out at Texas Green Plumbing, we tell them when we walked in, look, my goal is to give you a five-star service today. And I really hope that if along the way you feel like you're not getting five-star service, you let me know. Because once we sell the job, it, it, it's a production then. We need to come in and show them why we charge what we charge. Why are we as valuable as we are? Why are we as expensive as we are? And mm -hmm. it needs to be a show. Put down, put your floor savers on. Put your little red carpet or green carpet if you're Texas Green Plumbing. Put your carpet down. Protect their floor. Call them floor savers, not floor mm -hmm. protectors. I'm using these to protect your floor, not protect mm -hmm. my feet from your floor. Mm -hmm. So you look at what just the way you word everything, the way you say everything. But when you're done as a technician, or if you're an owner, when your technicians are done, they need to be coming back to that customer and saying, by the way, I told you I was going to give you five-star service today and ask you to stop me if anywhere along the way you felt like I wasn't and you didn't. So I'm assuming you're very happy. Now I'm going to ask for that five-star review. Mm. I like the, the priming up front, though, too. That's good. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And we get to that end spot and we're asking for the review. If you had to guess how many people are really doing this consistently, what percentage of the industry do you think is doing this every time? Maybe 5%. And, 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 and Tim, think about this. Here's what's really good. And, and you know this from, from SEO. If I ask you to give me a review and you're like, okay, I'm like, look, can, can I just sit down and help you do it real quick? I want, I want to make this easy, but I also want to make sure it gets done. I would love you to put my name in there. Because look, my boss sees these reviews yeah. and if my name's in it, they're, they're going to pat me on the back. And it really is a big deal because us technicians, we kind of, we give each other a hard time. Mm. But when we get mentioned in the meeting, we also pat each other on the back. So if you'd mention my name, that'd be great. And oh, by the way, since I did slab leak detection here for you today in Richardson, Texas, would you put that in there? Because th that really does help our SEO. It helps other people find out what we do, where we do, and how well we do it. Ooh, now you're That's, talking my language, Roger. I, I, no, no, exactly. Because, Tim, let me ask you this. Yeah. Are Google reviews SEO'd? Oh, yeah. And so, so guess what we just made? We made a Google review that has my name, the name of my company, the service we provided, and the city we did it in. Mm. Is that a home run? That's an absolute home run. Yeah, that's a grand slam oh, right there. I love it. That's So is there any other ways? Uh, first of all, I love that one. Is there anything else that you think um, we should be involving them? How else can we involve them in marketing? You, you know, th that's, that's my favorite. Okay. But here's a huge one. And this is one I don't know that you and I have ever talked about before. If me as an owner, if I make a post on social media, I would love for each one of my technicians to share that post. Mm. Let them share it because it may be, I may pick a, take a picture of Randy out doing a slab leak today mm. or a video, or they may, the apprentice may send pictures of, of what they did. I may find something good and I may want to make a post. Say, look, this is why I love my team. Yeah. You know, my team did this great job today. They did this. They did this. They took care of Miss Johnson in Plano. Man, just hats yeah. off to my technicians. I love them. Now, if all my technicians share that out, think about this. If they share that out, all my technicians, now everybody on their team knows where they work, know what they do, and know how well we do it because of the post that I'm sharing. Yeah. I want to throw it here that so most HVAC and plumbing companies will not do this. I want to throw one out here like this, but we know that paid ads and all that stuff is so much more expensive than if you just involved your team. So a few will, a few will do this. I, I'm going to tell you kind of what I do and what I've seen a few home service businesses around me do that I have pushed, pushed, pushed on this, Okay, which is make a thread on Facebook, make a thread that's like for your Facebook group stuff. So mm -hmm. like, for instance, if you had like three to five technicians or people from your office or whoever in this thread, and you could post when there's a group, somebody's asking for a plumber, somebody's asking for an HR company, and you could post it in that group and say, Hey, go comment on this. Even if it's just saying like, Hey, we'd love to help. And then tagging the company or saying, send me a DM. This is my company. We'd love to help. And then also liking 
um, other people, because once you get really good at this, other people are mentioning your company in these Facebook groups Every and so day. You're just liking it and commenting and saying, Hey, thank you so much, Miss Johnson. Like we love, we love working with you and your family. So if you, I mean, that's the real ideal is like once you're, once people are saying yes, like my company in these groups, I did, I, we never mention ourselves. We personally, we never say ourselves. We just go in there and comment and like all the people that have mentioned us. So then there, it's more exciting. They, they like, they do it. They want to do it next time because dang hook shows up and likes all of our posts and we look cool and it's fun. So it, it really does work over time. It is diligent. And that's why I said, most of you won't do this. But the organic marketing stuff is always going to be your best return of investment if you follow money with effort and you you push an effort, not just money. If you just do money, if you just do money, marketing is so expensive. It's almost ridiculous. Yeah, and we I, love yes, we love spending money, right? As business owners on marketing. Oh, yes. Effort is so much better sometimes. Yeah, I, I like this. Now, you, you've used a couple of, of really big words that I want these people to hear. Yeah. You mentioned pay-per-click and you mentioned organic. Yeah. And those are two completely opposite sides mm. of the board. Mm -hmm. I don't like to spend money on pay-per-click, Tim. Yeah. And, and yeah, you got to wait till my cold trend segment for this, right? Man, I'm just telling you, we'll, we'll get there in a minute then. We'll get there in a minute. You know what? Let's, let's transition because I, uh, I, I want to get into this actually now. We got hot tech, hot takes and cold trends. Um, What's one hot take or something that's you believe might be controversial to a lot of people um, that in the HVAC and plumbing industries? Okay, hot take, and you want controversy. I'll, I'll give you and and look. This is one I know a lot about. Every business owner out there should be heavily involved in social media, and representing their brand every single day. Mm. Why do you believe that? Well, I mean, look, 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 look where I've got with what I've done. And I literally, I, I spoke at an event for trades this last weekend and they're literally, everybody there is like, dude, your brand is so on point. You've got to create a brand number one that you believe in. And I heard Brendan Burchard said this one day, he says, if you're not wearing your brand every day and you're not so proud that you want to wear it every single day, why not? Mm. And I'm like, wow. Now I love what Roger Wakefield is about. I love what the trade talks is about the trades Academy. Everything I'm involved with is huge, but I want you to think about this. Every trades company owner should be on social media every day talking about what they do, why they do, how they do it, how they do it better than anybody else. And they have something there. Go back to what we talked about a while ago is a story. Mm -hmm. And when people know your story, they can get behind you. They can believe in you. When they know what you're about, they can connect with you on a whole nother level. Not just the fact that you're a plumber, not just the fact that you're a plumbing company, but what are you about? And when they connect with you that way, that they're with you forever. Now they are hardcore advocates. They're raging fans, not just a customer. What he does is he teaches the most valuable team in your business. He'll just add nothing but profit. 
there's so much money left in the call center. So much money. If you're not at a 90% booking rate, showing empathy on the phone, smiling on the phone, making sure they're having a better day after they got off the phone with you, then you need to call Power Selling Pros and see Brigham. See, I love that. I agree 100%. We uh, just had, we went to a trade show and eight people got our logo tatted on them at the trade show. And it's fa- like fans, people that have, some of them had worked with us, two two clients, um, one prospective client. And then, I mean, it's not that crazy of a logo, but like mind blown. That felt like that, that fans thing. It felt really good. Um, you're not just putting out, or maybe I should ask this as a question. You're, are you just putting out better and better content or how did you like build up? Like I'm thinking like I've been connecting with a lot of people in my ideal customer thing on Facebook. Like how do you build the audience in addition to just posting great content or did you just build it and they came? Yeah. I don't think it's just building it. I, I think that you, you build it, you put it out there. And then when they come, you get, when they come, you, you engage with them. Yeah. And think about that, Tim. If if they just come and see it and they leave, they're, they're not a fan. Yeah. But if they come and see it and you talk to them and you build communication with them, you build a relationship with them. Mm. They're going to come back. They're going to come back more and more. They're yeah. going to tell their friends about you. They're going to bring friends back with them. Yeah. They're going to share this to their communities. And, and that's what I call bringing friends back with them. Now they're going to share this and they're going to invite their friends to get to know you. And as a company owner, we should be looking at that. How do we get our fans, our viewers, our community, how do we get them involved? And I heard this put so good the other day. How does your company make people feel? Because if you can create a feeling, they'll remember you forever. That's really good, Roger. I love, I love that. it. I've been thinking about that for a while. Okay, so we're talking about like I haven't asked a lot of questions about YouTube, but that's something that I know that you absolutely crush. I have grown our YouTube a little bit in the last couple of years since we last chatted. It's up to it's about to hit four thousand subscribers. Um, can I ask selfishly, what do you think is the difference between? Um, a fourth, how many subscribers do you have right now? By the way, sorry to, sorry to put you on the spot. Uh, it's about 572,000. So what's the difference between a 4,000 subscriber channel and something I could do to maybe position myself a little bit better to get to uh five, 500. <laughs> no, okay. No, no, no. And I've got to ask questions now. Yeah. How many videos are you putting out a week? We put out about three usually on average. Okay. You said about three usually. Yes. Does that mean you do one sometimes one week, six the I'm, next week? I'm so consistent, Roger. Uh, the probably the better, the for me, it's a little bit more like I need to continue to elevate the quality because, okay. like, I, I am always, I am very consistent. And I will say that has led to a lot. I've definitely been getting better and better with consistency. Okay. And that's the reason I asked, because in the beginning, from day one, people could say, how many videos do you do a week? Three. Yeah. I release the same amount. I release them at the same time. I release them on the same days. Then we actually increased 
by adding a live stream. Then after two or three years, we decreased the quality or quantity of the videos during the week. Instead of Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we did Tuesday, Thursday. And then instead of going live on Monday, we did live on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So we, we're always playing the 72-hour algorithm game. You guys do a lot of demonstration, though, Like, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of like real in, like, I feel like that's where I need to go with it. Like, I need to figure out how to do more like demonstration and action videos because a lot of mine are conversation. They're great. But like, ultimately, a lot of people are trying to get an experience through the screen a little bit. So they're trying to like see things happening, I feel like, a lot. So, so, so think about what you're doing. Show people, how do you review a channel? How do you review a website? Yeah. You know, when, when, and, and man, there'd, there'd be a good live stream for you. People do this all the time on mm-hmm. YouTube channels where it's channel review. Yeah. What if you did a oh. website review? So you we are doing that Thursday, this Thursday, by the way, I don't, I think this will go after it, but we're doing our, we, we just do it semi-annually though. So maybe that's a, we could improve that by doing it more often, but we're doing a website roast on uh, this Thursday. So, but basically like we could do that more often. We could make that like a regular series because people love those. I'll tell you but what, the roasts. You, you know, you, you talk about do it more often. I literally watched a YouTube channel grow to almost, they're up to almost, yeah, uh, a million subs. Mm. But they started out doing channel reviews. They'd pull up your channel. They'd look at your thumbnails. They'd look at your titles. They'd look at some videos. Imagine if you did that. And I'd start out, I mean, I'd do it every Saturday for like three or four hours and just say, hey, you want to get your your website reviewed? Mm. Send it to us. Let us look at it. We'll look at it and say, hey, look, you know, I don't like this font. I don't like these colors. I don't like like this. I don't like this. But, hey, you're doing this really good. I I like the way this is done. And and you can go in the back and, and... doing SEM rush or, or yeah. crawling spiders or yeah. uh, HREFs and, and all that, you could do something and say, Hey, look, when we see this, here's a problem here. Look how many redirects you have and, and look how many, you know, it's a good un- idea. Man, you could you think be a good live for oh us. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my, because here's what you do. You do it live. And all you company owners out there, when he does this, you need to be in there watching because then you can look at your page and say, oh, my God, I can't believe it. We're doing the same thing. Mm. And how huge is that? Sorry. I know we got way off track, but oh, my God. Let's let's go into cool trends. Yes. What's something that you believe companies are spending time, money, or energy on that they should stop spending? Okay. Okay. I talked about it a while ago, so I got to tell you, pay-per-click is the worst. (laughs) <laughs> and the reason being, as soon as you stop paying for it, it's gone. Yeah. Okay. From the very beginning, Tim, and you and I've talked about this for, for a while now. From the very beginning, when I first started my company, I did not want to do pay-per-click. I understood I had to in the beginning. I always invested half of my marketing dollars in organic. I want to be found organically because one day I want to get off pay-per-click. And if I build my organic properly and do what I'm doing on social media, I don't necessarily need pay-per-click. To Mm. me, that's a big one. I don't know your thoughts on it, but we do it. See, I I reluctantly got into it several years ago. Like I had, because there's, there's a quick fix epidemic in business. we, we, We want it right now. Yeah. So like, that's why we added it. It wasn't our original, like that wasn't my OG service. We yeah. were really big into SEO. We've added it and cool. almost reluctantly originally, but now I do like it personally because I, I like, 
the ability to get leads for a company fast. However, I will say I ultimately always love organic the most because it's 80% of the clicks. Number one, it's 80% of the clicks. And it is like you could do SEO hardcore for two or three years and stop and the leads will just stay. You still have this built up asset. You build up an asset. I want an asset. I want to own something. I don't just want to rent something. And I feel like PPC is like renting, you know? No, no, no it's, it's not even renting. It's throwing your money out while you're driving down the road and hopefully somebody catches something. The, my favorite thing man, and my favorite story about organic yeah. is I had been literally working for Dallas, Texas plumbing. And, and you know, pay-per-click, that's an expensive click. Mm, yeah. I, invested in that organically. I want to be found for this, want to be found for this, want to be found for this. And we did a screenshot and, and I don't remember where it is. I'll try to find it one day and send it to you. But literally my competitors are spend are making uh, at the time, 80 million to a hundred million a year. I'm running a $1 million a year plumbing company. Mm -hmm. And you could go in and search Dallas, Texas plumbing and Texas green plumbing came up right above both mm -hmm. of them. So, you gotta love that. Man, that was huge. That oh. was huge. It's it's a beautiful thing. I certainly would even if I was starting a company now, I would be thinking about keywords and figuring out a way mm -hmm. to work those into the name. I mean, like I'm just scrappy like that. And it is a beautiful thing. It matters. It matters. Um, okay, so the next section here okay. is hold on before you yeah. go there, because I had an idea for your live stream real quick. When yeah. people submit their website for you to review, also ask them, who are your two biggest competitors? Ooh. Research them too and say, hey, they're being found for the, these words. Why are you not? Yeah, I like dude, this. Dude, Fun. when you show people what you do like that and keep those live streams up forever, don't ever take them down. That way I can go back in and watch them because I'm going to be looking at, man, why aren't I doing that? That is yeah. such an amazing idea. Now, sure. next, sorry. All right, no, this is gold. Shiny object. All right, me too. All right, money in the phones. Yes. What is a system? By the way, this is presented by Power Selling Pros, powersellingpros.com, who help you get better systems around answering your phones. Now, money in the phones is what is a system or procedure or method to help get more out of your phone answering? All right. And, and I mentioned this. I told you, I just spoke at a conference the other day. This is one that's always big to me. Your CSR should not be your cheapest paid person. It mm. should be one of your most expensive paid people because mm. this person needs to be empathetic. They need to communicate with these people. They need to understand everything about your company. This is the person that the first time anybody out there calls your office, this is the person they talk to. And I want this person sitting in front of a mirror. I want them to smile every time they answer the phone. I want them to understand that this person who's calling in is the life and blood of our company. They pay for every single thing we do. You think about taking your kids to dinner on Friday night, that person on the other end of the phone is who's paying for that. Mm -hmm. And okay. this needs to be somebody that understands your company, communicates your company's values very well, and understands what your company is about, but also what they're not about. What will your company do? What won't your company do? This need, this person needs to understand your company like you do. And that is normally not your cheapest paid person. I love it. Okay, last two things about involving plumbers in tech and sales and marketing. We're going to talk about 
investing in your people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about specialization. So talk to me about how investing in your plumbers and HVAC techs really helps the business. Why do you well, believe in that? Well, well Tim, if you look at your, if you look at the team that you've got now and you say, okay, I've got three plumbers. How many of those plumbers would leave for another dollar to an hour? <laughs> now think about these three plumbers and think, you know what? If I train them, if I teach them sales, communication, personalities, whatever it is, if you invest in them, invest in them, not your company, invest in training them to make them better people. Now they're not leaving for a buck or two an hour because they know you're investing in me. You're making me a better person. You're going to make my sales numbers go up. If I'm commissioned, that makes my income go up. You bring value to me by investing in me. I'm not going anywhere. Other, other competitors can come up and offer me, you know, two, three, four bucks an hour. No, that's, that's a few grand. You invest in me personally to where I can make a few more grand each and every year and even a few more grand next year and a few more grand next year, uh, I'm at home. And if you invest in me and show me you care about me, I'm not going anywhere. That's big. What about getting them to do this? <laughs> getting I, the company I, owners to do it? Get Well, getting, no, excuse me, getting the, the people on your team to do it. Like, how do you make, how do you, get accountability around personal growth. Well, first of all, you ask them what kind of things you think they could learn to help them get better. Mm. You know, is it, is it sales? Is it communication to me? All sales is, is communication. You are communicating what you think is the best thing to do to your customer. That's all sales is. You're trying to help your customer. If you're just trying to sell them something, it doesn't help them. It's just them spending money. If I help you, I'm trying to get you to buy something that's going to either improve the quality of your life or bring more value to your house or bring more value to you in the long run. If I'm just selling you something, it's just a sale. It's a one-time deal. You give me money, I'll give you this. I'm on my way. Hope you like it. If I'm truly bringing you value, I'm bringing it to you in your life through either it's going to improve your life, it's going to save you money, it's going to do something for you. I don't just want to sell you something. I want to help you. And that's what it's about. Okay. I love it. And I know that we're kind of going off topic a little bit with the specialization thing, but why do you think specialization helps marketing? Cause I do think it does like it is a big piece. How does specialization help you grow your business? Well, and, and Tim, I don't, I don't think we're going off market at all. Number one, look at what we just talked about, about training your employees. What if you train your employees, so you're a plumber, train them in whole house water filtration systems. Let them become the guru in your area because now your company can market and advertise, look, we specialize in whole house water filtration systems. Most companies around you don't do that. Mm -hmm. Tim, you tell me if you've got John Q. Public out here searching for whole house water filtration, not just searching for plumbing, how much easier is it getting... Is it to get him found for whole house water filtration? Oh, absolutely. It's kind of like the cities thing. If you get you if the sub cities pages, the same whole house thing. water filtration in Garland. Yes. And the, and yes, the more things you have specialty pages uh -huh. for the more likely 
you're going to get these leads. I mean, it's certainly way easier when you have something tight like that. So, 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 and I love that you started off this probably getting off topic. No, it's not. Yeah. Because if you can specialize in whole house water filtration, you know, I was taught a long time ago. If you want your web pages to really grow, have a page for every product and location you do. Yes. Meaning if I do whole house water filtration, there's a list of pages for each city that I work in. Mm -hmm. Now rebuild those pages. Yeah. Whole house water filtration, Garland, whole house water filtration, Plano. Now when people go in and search that, they get found for it. But think about specialties. To me, every residential company should have a specialty. Us, we specialize in slab leaks and leak detection and whole house water filtration. So those are easy to do because nobody, nobody around here specializes in those. Yeah. If they do, they don't market enough that they're being found for it. If you're an HVAC company, specialize in indoor air quality. Specialize in a smart home where your thermostat controls everything. Specialize in stuff like that. If you're an electrician, specialize in solar panels. Specialize in wind turbines. Specialize in something most people aren't doing. If you're a roofing company, specialize in standing seam roofs. Specialize in something that can bring value to you, and most of your competitors are not doing it. This separates you. Man, it just makes you look like a rock star amongst everybody else. And wildly will possibly uh, get other companies to refer you. Uh, yeah, your competitors to refer you saying, look, we don't do standing same roofs, yeah. but Tim does. Call yeah. Tim. He's really good. And then when you're specialized too, you you run the play over and over and over and over again. You get you can make that service profitable while they can't. So that's why they'll refer you because they don't they don't know they already know they've lost money on the first couple uh water filtration, whole house water filtration projects. But you don't because you specialize in it. You've run the play a hundred times. So that's just, it's crazy. It's just crazy to me how much you can get referred if you specialize too. And, and think about that, Tim. You, you said your competitors will refer you. <laughs> what if you just sent the owner of that other the company a hundred dollar gift card? Said, man, look, I just want to say thank you. I really do appreciate, appreciate you sending me that $50,000 job. You send him a hundred dollar gift card. Guess what he's going to do next time somebody talks about a standing same roof? Oh, I got a guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I I got a guy. Oh yeah. Yeah, it it's feels easy. good to connect people, right? It feels yes, it good does. to give people where they want to go. And honestly, it's a reputation saver for some companies. Like if they refer somebody good, then it means that that homeowner doesn't like isn't mad at them. So they might be they might be really happy to refer you. I think this is a great way to kind of wrap up this podcast. Roger, what can people do to check you guys out? What are, what are you um, doing right now? You, you know what? The, the, the two easiest ways to connect with me, we're building an app, should be up soon. Go to wakefield.app. It's pretty easy. Uh, but go to wakefield.app. We're, we're going to have a free, a free site. We'll have membership areas and courses, different things. But there's going to be a lot of free, great content in there. And also, if you want to find more about me, just go to rogerwakefield.com. And is the the app, it's training and stuff like that, is that going to be something where the business owner is purchasing for their people to help with this ongoing education thing? We've got, or, we've got four different levels, Tim. We've okay. got a level for people wanting to learn to get in the trades because a lot of people don't know 
how to get in the trades. And right now, there's a million unfilled trades jobs across the United States. Every company you know needs needs people. So oh, yeah. it, it, it's it's true. So how to get into the trades is one of them. How to become the very best tradesman and make the most money, like how to move up to foreman and superintendent, the things you need to know to do that. How to start your own business. And then if you're a company owner, how to use networking and social media to help grow your business. The exact stuff we've been talking about today. Awesome. Well, get into that. Certainly, we can't cover this completely comprehensively in just 40 minutes here. But I, I really appreciate you, Roger, for being on today. Uh, check check Roger out on YouTube. Incredible job there, too. And obviously, that's an, just an insane amount of traction that you've got. And I am inspired and want to continue to grow in this. I am committed to that. And I really appreciate the series that you helped me um, come up with, I guess, watch and see if I watch and see if I absolutely Tim, this has been great, but thank you for having me on here today. I love what you're doing for all the trades companies out there. So you keep doing what you do. Thank you, sir. All right. Thanks everyone. Bye.